Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough and childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. And this week's topic is going to be site selection. Okay, so Kate, I think you've got the story for this week. I do. So uh, about over 15 years ago, we spent some time working with a facility that had been a very active and busy childcare center. The childcare center uh, changed ownership and the new owners brought Carrie and I in to see what we could do. And because it had always been a childcare center for as long as that community could remember, that is the expectation for the site. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is just because it's always been a childcare center doesn't mean it needs to stay a childcare center. A lot of things can happen in a community that make things change. Like this community had been a neighborhood that was primarily graduate students and new professors at the local university. And so they were young families, they had kids, and so they needed a place for those children to go. But in the intervening, you know, few years, it had changed from being grad students and early professors to being actual students in undergrad. So they weren't at the stage where they were getting married and having children. And so by the demographics shifting just about four years earlier for new people moving in, and then those people who had moved in when they had young children, now those children were in middle school and high school, so they didn't need childcare anymore. So that sweet spot of the ages of the homeowners and home renters was no longer appropriate for childcare. Well, and another major component in that particular facility was one of the major employers in the area closed down, ended up repurposing. Now it would be a great demographic for that childcare facility, but there were at least 11 years where that major employer, there was nothing on that property. And so people who used that childcare center because it was convenient on their way to work or from home or from work, it was no longer. So it was no longer appropriate for the major employer and the community neighborhood demographics. So when we're looking at buying a center or opening a second location or whatever, along those lines where you have to look at site selection, you have to look at what are the good indicators. So we talked a little bit about demographics. So are there parents who live or work within two miles of the center, because that is the magic number. And in some communities, it's even smaller. It's one mile. And you have to be within one mile that they either live or work in order to go to childcare. And is the type of service you're going to provide match the demographics of the people in the area, the right ethnicity, the right type of care, like is Montessori going to be the right match or is pre-academic or is family-based? What is the type that's going to work? Because if there are some parts where it doesn't matter what you offer because the school district is offering free pre-K. And so the only thing you're going to be able to get people to pay for is infant and toddler, which is really, really hard to make the numbers work if all you have is infant and toddler. So one of the things to think about is looking at certain uh, large companies, McDonald's, Starbucks, CVS, 
because it's all about location, location, location. And as your communities change and more and more things pop up, again, understand that sometimes competition is great. I mean, how many times do you see a CVS across from a Walgreens or down the street? Uh, You see a Starbucks on every corner. And the only reason we see subways is because subways opened a second location. And child care centers are like that, too. More and more of the child care centers that Carrie and I work with are opening second and third locations. So hopefully today you'll be able to get a couple of little tidbits to put on your clipboard that are going to help you the next time you go looking for a site, whether it's to expand or to move, or maybe you're just talking to a friend who's thinking about opening a child care center. Yeah, you want to go into a neighborhood that has a McDonald's or another one of the big five fast food restaurants. If it doesn't have that, then what it's telling you is that there isn't enough traffic of young families. Because for the most part, who shops at Subway, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell is the young person. You're not seeing a lot of people in their 50s going, ooh, I can't wait to have a Big Mac. Yes, you do. I said not a lot. (laughs) Most of the clients are younger, and that's more your demographic. If every other block has pharmacies, again, that is an indicator that perhaps it's not your demographic, because if they have pharmacies on every block, that is indicating they have an older community. So Carrie, what happens? You're in a location, you're in a center, you realize that the demographics in your neighborhood are changing. What can you do or what can the program do to keep up? Yeah. Well, so if nobody with children is in the community, then you're going to have to relocate. If on the other hand, what has happened is that the area has gentrified or the then you change the services that you're offering. If it is an area where perhaps the economics have gone the other way and it had been a more affluent area and it's becoming more middle class, then maybe the neighborhood school has now offered pre-K. So you have to make your program very, very differentiated. I was talking to a center just yesterday and they had an after-school program and one of the local elementary schools where they did school pickup had started offering free after-school care But the catch was that that after-school program didn't provide care for the week before any break or the week after any break. So if you were out for a week for spring break, for instance, those children had no care for three weeks. So the center just kind of harped on that. (laughs) Just when parents said, well, why should I bring my after-school child to you? I'm bringing my preschooler, but I'm not going to bring the after-schooler because I can get it for free. He said, okay, what are you going to do for the three weeks at spring break? What are you going to do for the four weeks at Christmas? What are you going to do, you know? And by pointing that out and that she would not keep spots for people to do drop-in during those times, she was able to maintain her enrollment in the after-school program because she differentiated herself and pointed those differences out to the other people community. You brought up a great point. In addition to differentiation, it's as an owner or a director, it's learning to rebrand yourself and to sell yourself. And a lot of times we forget that basically we are a bottle of ketchup. And so your customer, your client, your family, they're out there looking for all the condiments. And so they want to know why they need to come to your condiment selection 
Why do they need to get ketchup from you? And so the more condiments you can offer, so summer programs, after school. Okay, so, so they have a cheeseburger. They have a need for childcare. Do they just want the very basics, which is just slapping some ketchup on it, which is what every childcare center offers, or do they want something a little bit more? Do they want the pickles? Do they want the onions? Do they want the mustard? Do they want the spicy mustard? Also, if you are a waitress and a waitress comes to your table and she asks you if you want ketchup on your french fries and you say no and she turns around and walks back to the kitchen, what is her response, Hallie? Hallie's shrugging. So she's not back there crying. She doesn't take it personally. And unfortunately, a lot of us in the childcare industry have a tendency to take a no personally without really thinking about the fact that we're just a condiment. And so... Back to my condiment story, (laughs) the more you can offer in your program and it be included, that is huge. So yeah, there are childcare centers that offer Spanish, that offer after-school programs, that offer different kinds of lessons. Some of them include that in their after-school program. Others continue to charge parents additional fees. You're going to find it easier from a marketing standpoint if you have a wide range of condiments for one fee. So think about that parent who picks up their child from child care, after school care. They now have homework to do. They still have to get them to their sports. They still have to get them to their music lessons or their dance lessons and all their other lessons. Where if your after school program all of a sudden became an entire selection of condiments and they can get their tutoring done there, they can get their Spanish there, they can get their piano there, they can do dance lessons, gymnastics, all of those opportunities, which are very easy for you to do in an after-school program, especially for elementary school, then you're saving that parent time and money. Now, we're not saying to offer every single possible condiment. So don't offer 15 different classes. Talk to the clients you have and ask what classes they would like for their kids. Um, you don't offer you know, karate and jujitsu and tai chi. You talk to them and they say, we would like a martial arts. You talk to your staff, see if one of your staff members has a martial arts background. If so, that's the one we're teaching. If not, you talk to the local dojos and see who would send somebody out once a week. Oh, I love partnerships, Carrie. Thank you for talking about those. So finding a way to diversify your program is also really great to be done when you're looking at site selection, is looking at who partners in your neighborhood. So Carrie talked a lot about the McDonald's or the fast food restaurants, but also look at what other kind of child-focused services are offered in your neighborhood. Are there dentists? Are there pediatricians? Are there dojos? Are there gymnastics facilities? What are what programs are currently there? And you might find out that some of them are suffering from a little bit of the same stuff you are as far as Maybe they have too much space and not enough clients, and so maybe there's a way to partner. Maybe exactly what we just used as an example is going to be a perfect fit for everybody. So maybe they come and rent space from you a couple of days a week, and that is the second location they needed uh, to be able to continue to grow their program. We see this with theater programs. We see this with uh robotics programs, people who want a second location or an annex often find themselves offering after school programming, but they don't know where to do it. They don't have a place. So they can do it at your place. The one last thing I really want to talk about with site selection 
is some businesses are destination businesses and other businesses are convenience businesses. In general, childcare is a convenience business. What I mean by that, what a destination business is, is a place that you'll go out of your way to get to. So a museum is a destination business. People go out of their way to go to museums. They don't go to it because it's down the street. Convenience businesses is which grocery store do you go to most of the time? Not which is your favorite, which is your go-to, the one you go to on the regular. It's usually the one that's closest to you. I have four grocery stores I go to. 80% of my visits are the one that is most convenient, not my favorite. And childcare, for the most part, is a convenience business. If you want it to be a destination, you have to be so different than anything else that people are going to drive 10 miles to come to your program. There's one program we work with that is a trilingual program. They teach Spanish, English, and French. They are a destination childcare center. But most centers aren't that kind of center. You're a convenience. Goes back to what I was saying before about they have to be within one or two miles of the parent's work or home. And I think that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to tell you guys about site selection. I hope this has been helpful to you. This show is made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Woodward Young, with assistance from Hallie Casey. If you learned something from today's show, please share the show, like us, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app.